You're listening to the Grow Further Podcast, dedicated to helping you on your journey to get from where you are now to where you want to be. I'm Christy. I'm Ellie. And we are your hosts. Grow further with us starting now. Hello and welcome to the Grow Further Podcast. We are excited to have Dr. Daria back, but just in case you didn't hear part one, Ellie, do you mind sharing with the group a little bit about Dr. Daria while we're talking to her today? Absolutely. You know, Dr. Daria is not only a friend, but she's a renowned ER physician, a best-selling author, and an expert in the field of healthcare, wellness, and resilience. She's also a mom and a wife and a self-proclaimed recovering perfectionist. I feel you, Dr. Daria. It's through her professional experiences and her personal experiences that she's developed a really unique perspective on what it takes to be healthy, happy, and successful in today's fast-paced world. So I'm really excited that we get to talk to her. Yeah, me too. And and specifically in today's episode, uh, we take a closer look at how social media and the world around us can contribute to burnout. So I think this impacts every single one of us. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the flight. I mean, this Grow Further podcast episode with Dr. Daria. We'll welcome her back soon. Yay. All right, Dr. Daria. You are back for part two, and I have to be honest, I was looking forward to part one, and I'm really, really looking forward to this conversation because social media and the relationship to burnout is one that I think so many of us out there, no matter what your gender, no matter if you're married or not, I I think it matters because all of us find ourselves on social media. We've got Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. I'm really looking forward to digging more into this. We alluded to it a little bit in part one, but now we're really going to take a deep dive into the relationship between burnout and social media. So do you mind just sharing some of your findings of this topic um, and maybe share what surprised you, if anything? Yeah, Chris, we wanted to study burnout specifically related to social media because social media kind of gets a bad rap about a lot of things. And we said, well, what is it specifically? Is it all things social media or are there specific factors? We can give people actionable, useful guidance. So one of the things we found is that people are getting it wrong. It is actually not the amount of time you spend on social media that is most predictive of burnout. It is your feelings about yourself, specifically self-comparison feelings in comparison to whatever you're seeing. And that is the biggest predictor of burnout. One of the key things we found is that women, after being on social media, the predominant feelings they felt about themselves were 53% felt envy and then worry. And those two feelings far dominated over optimism and pride. So they are feeling envy and worry afterwards. And again, it is that feeling not the amount of time that participants spent on social media, but their feelings about themselves that was a direct predictor of burnout. Whoa, that is so shocking to me because mm-hmm. I think, you know, one of the things that we think about, and we even get reports on our phone weekly sometimes, right? Your social, right. like how long were you on social media? Mm-hmm. And that doesn't necessarily mean that that's going to lead you closer to burnout. It's more about how you're feeling right. when you're navigating these social media pages. And right. I've heard you say envy and worry were dominant emotional states. Exactly. Because the flip side of what you just said, Chris, is somebody could be on, say, I'm only going to be on for five minutes. But if they're on for five minutes and they leave feeling really badly about themselves and less than, then that time limit did them no good. It's so interesting because we, we've we entered into this age where social media, we can't escape it. 
right? In some way, shape or form, there's a influence. It's the age of the influencer. And I think it's so interesting because in part one, you started talking about how there is an illusion that is created on social media that may be leading to these negative feelings. So can we talk more about that and, and why, why that's so important to know? Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, you have to be very aware that what you see on social media is a curated, perfect, highlighted, filtered version of whatever that person chooses to show you. And when we are in social media, especially a couple of things, one, we tend to often go to social media when we're not feeling well, we're bored, we're not, you know, we're, so you, you're kind of primed. Do you see something else? Somebody has the perfect number of children, a perfect house or perfect hair or whatever, or perfect career. And we start to internalize that. And we immediately start to solve comparison. So it's a very automatic thing. We've always done it. There's always been keeping up with the Joneses. It's human nature. But social media is, is designed in a way to really feed off the way our brain works. Um, and it's, it's 24 seven. There is never any escaping from it. Can we talk for a second about that primitive brain function of comparisons? Just for a second. There is a primitive need in a way. If you take us back to the time when there was one person that had fire and another person that didn't, you're looking at them and saying they have something that I don't have. It could help me survive. So there's a survival relationship to comparison so that we can survive and maybe even thrive. Because look how they're sleeping. Look at what they did. There used to be, back in the day, probably, and still is to some extent, because you can have aspirations. You can compare your current life and, your, and, and look at somebody else and say, look at what they have. Look at what they've achieved. If they can do it, I can do it. It's like there's sometimes this aspirational feeling that you can have when you compare. However, far too often, because we're not seeing something real when it comes to social media specifically, that's when we can have this comparison that's not even wed to reality, which then causes us to in turn have these emotions like envy. I wish my house looked like that. I wish I had that dog. You know, I'm in my 30s. I should have a kid by now. And they have kids like I can totally see how you can go down this downward spiral of negative emotions, even though it's just sad that our brain is likely to do that, whether we want it to or not. I feel like we have to be responsible of catching it and knowing you're comparing yourself to something that isn't real necessarily. It, it, it's so true, Chris. Thanks for that, that analogy. So it ends up, I kind of give people a kind of a list of to-dos about social media because we're not going to tell people never get on social media. There are some right. good aspects of social media, but I do um, have some specific to-dos. So Chris, you're, you're exactly right. And you actually hit the nail on the head for a term that we coined called comparatonitis. It is when you get in that moment that you're like, oh, I'm nothing I have is good enough. Their house is better. Their trees are better. Their hair is better. Their, their job, every, their everything is better. So there will always be the somebody either who has more or at least on social media, somebody with the illusion of having more. So first is just acknowledging comparatonitis. So what I tell people is when you get on social media and you start to get into this in cycle, say, oh, I'm having a bout of comparatonitis, you know, yeah, gotta calm down this comparatonitis. We gave a name to it, you know, hopefully make people laugh of like, make I it remind that. me of gout a little did bit. Did you coin that? I did. So, um, there is a way a to go. There's a medical term called peritonitis, which is totally different, but I was working at <laughs> the ER one night and I was like, that's comparatonitis. It helps us laugh for a second because we have to, because when you're sitting there 
when you are in that spiral of I'm not good enough, sometimes like laughter is one of the things that can bring like, okay, mama's just having a flare of comparatonitis, kids. I'm okay. Turn off social media. You know what I just had a realization about? I feel like romantic comedies and Disney movies were the primitive version of social media because I remember being younger and being in, yes. in middle school and high school and watching like this movie, like she's all that or one of those movies from back in that time. Yes, I'm, I'm revealing my age and thinking like that movie too. about, wow, imagine if my life was, was like that and having this fantasy about mm-hmm. Hollywood coming to life in my, in my world yeah. and in my reality or the Disney movie where everything always works out and mm-hmm. everything's perfect and people are so in love. It's such a, an interesting thing because now this has evolved to include everything. It doesn't right. only talk about friendships and relationships. Now it talks about you can, you can see everything about a person's life. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. you can essentially compare yourself to everything Every they want bit of it. you to see. And right. that is daunting. That is absolutely daunting. And, you know, Chris, I love what you said about how there can be an element of motivation, right? Oh, I see that fire. I am inspired to work harder, to think differently. But then there's also a lot of harm it can do when we continue to portray or to, to, to compare ourselves to that yeah. fake reality. And right. I love the movement that some people have done on social media where it's like Instagram versus reality. Those are yes. the, the types of things that help ground me again. And how bring me back. Dear reality, just it doesn't match up to some perfect picture that you may show on Instagram. And it's okay. It doesn't mean we have to show messiness all the time. It just means we have to acknowledge when we're looking at it that what you're seeing is mostly a curated viewpoint. So catch yourself when you're having your comparatonitis. Dr. Daria diagnosis. Just a comparatonitis flare, man. Yes. And you know what's so powerful about that also is the naming it. Mm-hmm. With, yeah. You know, name it to tame it. Oh, Chris, can, there you go. If you can name, oh, I'm experiencing some comparatonitis. Well, that's a first step, okay. right? To doing something about it. What yep. might somebody feel? Like, how do you know if you're experiencing internally like envy? If we were to give ourselves some indicators of, oh, you might be experiencing comparatonitis. Let's say that mentally you didn't catch it. How could you catch it physically? Like in your body that you're experiencing some comparatonitis possibly. I mean, I think for a lot of people that feeling can manifest either as an anxiety feeling or a depressive type feeling. Um, Anxiety might feel that that kind of like feeling in your chest, that kind of pressure in your chest, all of that, that knot in your stomach, you know, just might kind of feel like everything I have, you know, that loss of interest, loss of appreciation of everything you have. Suddenly your day just kind of feels gray. Any number of those. Mm-hmm. And so when we talk about using social media, one of the things is, is to try what are you, whatever your feelings are, whatever it's, whether, whatever it's triggering for you to start to be aware of those, um, and to be really sensitive to them. And that when you do, when they do come on to notice, okay, 53% of women said this was their very predominant feeling they felt when they got on social media. So this is extremely no. common. This is not me. This is mm-hmm. social media. Um, so we have kind of a couple of actionable tips that yeah, let's I'd, do t- it. I'd love to. Number one is before you even get on. Remember, we tend to, you know, you had an argument with your partner or you had a crappy day at work. You're exhausted. You're pissed off. And, you know, you go sit on social media and 
death scroll for a second. So when you feel that way, step away from social media. Just don't even get on. It's not going to help unless you want to specifically go. There's a couple of accounts I can go to, you know, maybe it's James Corden and Carpool Karaoke or, you know, Catherine Wolf and Hope Heals or something. You're like, I'm going to go to this account and see what they post and just read their posts because they make me feel happy and joyful and things. So you can do that, but otherwise don't get on Can we pause on that? Yes. Can we pause on that for a second? The power. So one of the things that I find so fascinating about positive emotion is that it undoes the negative effect of negative emotion. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. It's, it's like a pill almost it's that just antidote. takes you from this really dark right. place yes. to a place where you're thinking more clearly. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not necessarily about just being happy. Like that's not nope. the message here. It's just go somewhere to make you happier. No. But if you can experience some joy, some awe, some humor, mm-hmm. which is exactly what happened to me as soon as you mentioned James Corden in Carpool Karaoke, <laughs> yeah. right? It made me laugh a little bit. It's just a little jolt mm-hmm. of positive emotion can help you think more clearly. Yes. And maybe even scroll. Yes. More effectively if you're yes. going to scroll at that time. Right. It can break you out of that. What is an automatic cycle of I'm not good enough. This isn't good enough. This is my fault. Whatever. Um, that, yes. yes. So, so number one is just be careful before you even get on. And number two is now, okay. So you're checking your feelings before you get on. You're not using social as a medication when you're bored or feeling badly. Number two is if you get on what you were talking about earlier, Chris. If you start to feel that I'm not good enough, you know, that I'm less than, realize it is social media is it is those accounts that you are following. It is not you. So next, mute that account, block that account, whatever, unfollow, unfollow. that account. It's it's yes. your choice. The world does not choose who you follow. You get to choose. And no, okay. Un say mark that you're not interested. Say I don't want to see more content like this. Whatever Ooh, I can be more is, proactive there. Absolutely. Not, sometimes I see ads and I just like scroll no, through, but be more proactive. You can actually, yes, of who you follow instead of seeing me like, oh, I need that post, scroll up. No, unfollow it. Like take that action in the moment. You do not need to follow any accounts or see things that make you feel less than. Um, and then, you know, if you just, just un- make your feed something that you enjoy. Um, Thirdly is to be, yes, scrub your feed. Scrub your feed on a day that you're feeling good, go through and just uh, scrub your feed. Um, And then, you know, then thirdly is be deliberately active on social. Research has shown that people who are just scrolling, kind of, I call it doom scrolling, just sitting there passively, zombie scrolling through. Yes. It's more likely to impact them than if you're actually being active on social. You're going, you're finding your friends, you're posting a comment that you like about their, about their thing. You are really engaging on social. That is the good thing about social is that it connects us. So be active rather than passive. Research shows that that's very helpful. Um, and, uh, you know, I love it when people comment on my post and we get to have that conversation. That's why I love social media, not just to go post stuff myself, but when people ask questions and they comment and then sometimes my followers will answer each other's questions, which makes you feel like we have this like loving, supportive community. And then lastly is actionalize that feeling. If you still have looked and oh, also say, okay, I'm feeling this way. This one post made me feel this way. One, is it reality? Does this person truly have married to their soulmate with their 18 well-coiffed kids and like their perfect house? Like, <laughs> is that reality? Do I actually know that that's fake? Like, there's a good chance you know her neighbor and you know that that's actually not, and that that's true. <laughs> um, and, but then if you say, okay, well, I still feel that, then, then try to actualize. Okay. Say, so say, what about that is triggering me? Is it her house? Is it her uh, the relationship? And can I take one step in my own life to get 
that thing to a better place that it, it's not going to be as strong. Like, how can I actionalize that feeling? Which gets to what you were saying a little bit ago, Chris, about how do I use this for motivation, not to motivation to, you know, to make myself feel worse about myself. Motivation, like, what can I do? What, what, what is this telling me about what I want? I love that. And I think it's important that those tips are actionable because at the end of the day, social media isn't going away. We're not saying that you can rid yourself of those comparative thoughts because they are normal and they're necessary for survival. They're ingrained in us. But being able to take some really great and small steps, you know, uh, to make sure that you're checking in with yourself and you're understanding how these things make you feel. You're being wed to reality and then you're turning that feeling of uh, despair into hope and action. And I really love those, those, those are really strong tips. And I think that it's really important that not only do we think about this for ourselves, but there's a whole generation coming after us that is so heavily influenced by social media. And if we give them the tools to be successful and to successfully navigate it now, then we can probably make a really, really huge impact in the way that they utilize it and react to it as they continue to be surrounded by it. You're so right. And it's so actionable, the tips, Dr. Daria, that you just shared. They're so actionable. Like, sure, we have to be aware. Oh, I'm experiencing comparatonitis. But then thinking about what are the posts? Who are the people that I follow that actually bring me joy, that actually teach me something, that actually motivate me? Like that is something you could probably do in an hour or less. Mm -hmm. Going through and unfollowing things that bring about envy or worry mm -hmm. or anxiousness that just don't make you feel good. It's like, ooh, that does not feel good. So I'm going to unfollow. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just, and then next time you go on, what do you see are things that bring you joy? Yeah. Not the things that cause those negative emotional right. states that can lead to burnout. Exactly. And then engage with those ones that make you happy and then they'll show up more right. often. It becomes yeah. a virtuous cycle. Yes. That's really awesome. Yeah. And um, I also think that the two pieces about engaging in social media, because let's be honest, anybody that says that a little external validation doesn't help them is is lying, right? Bullface <laughs> lie. We love we love external validation and some some pep talks about what we're doing. But then I also love the element of don't use social media as a coping mechanism. It is not medication. It cannot be used as such. So making sure that you're using it with intention is really important as well. So mm -hmm. that was wonderful. I love it. Dr. Daria, I love thank it. you so much. Thank for you. This encouragement, these actionable tips that can really help us to reduce burnout and feel better about ourselves wow. and put even more positive things out there for the world to see. Um, yes. Yeah. So we have, so we have some fire round questions. Okay. Dr. Daria for you. Yeah. So you ready Hit for me. this? We yeah. talked about joy, right? And the power of joy and positive emotion. What is something that you've been doing lately that's been bringing you some joy? Okay, so I, I instead of joy, you know, this, when my girlfriends from college, we call these moments where you're like, ee! where you're just so excited, you just have, ee! um, and just trying to feel and savor that. So, of course, like getting to play, you know, getting some extra time with my kiddos, getting to to really do that and really savor those moments that are those good moments. Um, that is one of them. And, uh, you know, getting to con connect with people. So like doing the work that I'm doing on television and getting to do that and 
meeting individuals who are just amazing and they themselves are changing the world, much like you ladies are doing. Like those are joy. Those are e moments for me. So I think part of it is starting to look for them. We all have them, but I try to really savor them. Like when I have them, I just let myself feel it. Like feel that e like down into my toes. And you, you start to look for it a little more often, see it more often too. I love Absolutely. That. I'm feeling pretty E right now. I'm feeling like, yes. I, I mean, I, I have to say <laughs> in the midst yeah. of a very, you know, what could have been a very stressful week, this has been certainly a bright spot. So thank you for giving me my E moments. <laughs> say it out loud, man. Yes. I wrote it in my, it's a chapter in my book and my editor was like, how do we pronounce? I was like, it's just however the reader wants to pronounce it. It's fine. I love that. Let them interpret it for themselves. Exactly. All right, fantastic. Thank you for sharing that with us. I've got another question for you. What do you do on a regular basis? And I know on the very first episode, the first conversation we had with you, we asked you this, but I'm interested in your answer now. What do you do to grow further, Dr. Dario? There's so many people that look at you and say, wow, pinnacle of your career, you're changing lives, you're educating people, like you're doing so many things. How could you possibly continue Growing. growing, like haven't you grown as much as you could possibly grow? I don't know, but what do you do to grow further intentionally, not just by chance? I mean, I think that's super kind that y'all said that. Um, and I that's think true. that like we were talking about earlier, we all compare ourselves to some woman who we think is doing it all. And then if you ask that woman herself, she would probably laugh at you to think that you think she's doing it all. Um, so God, thank you. But I'm just, I'm not going to argue with you. I'm just going to say thank you because we just should say thank you. Um, I would say for me to grow further is getting quiet. I am naturally an extrovert. I naturally like to always be doing and talking and kind of causing, forcing myself, for lack of a better word, um, to, to meditate and find that time. So every morning, I, I'm not a morning person. I don't like getting up early, but I found that the only way I will do it um, is if it's before my kids wake up. Because once they're work- once they're awake, once they're at school, there's stuff to do and I feel guilty for taking the time. But if I can take 20 minutes in the morning, I, I sit, I read my Bible, and then I meditate for about 10 minutes. And it's amazing the ideas that I am able to come up with at that moment would just totally be lost. So I make myself do it because I truly think it makes my day more productive, um, even if I don't always like the early morning. So that is what I do. I like that. So you turn from uh, taking the time to making the time. And that's, that's really powerful. Yes. That's really powerful. To. Yeah. Sounds like you're choosing your all. Yes, I am. (laughs) Very much so. You know, we talk about triaging relentlessly. Let go of things. There are some things that might be your thing. And if they're not, totally fine. That's what makes us all a beautiful mosaic. So choose you know whatever your all is. Because the other beautiful thing is, if it's something is not on my all list, it might be on yours. And again, that's how we complement each other. Listen to part one if you want to know what we're talking about with choosing your all. Okay, because it's really good. All right, Dr. Daria, how can our listeners stay connected with you? I want them to be, you know, commenting with you and answering questions. I want them involved. So like, how can our listeners get more involved with you? I love it. You're amazing. Thank you. So one of the easiest ways, you know, Instagram at Dr. Daria is, you know, go in there, comment on it. Let me know what questions you want me to answer with Truve Lab and, you know, diving in there. It's easy way. I'm on, you know, all the different social media. So TikTok, it's at the real Dr. Daria. So go figure. Um, or if you want to subscribe to the, uh, to our guides, it's truve.com, T-R-U-E-V-E.com. 
It's a great way to get the Truve newsletter and Truve.com backslash quiz. You can actually, if you're feeling burned out, you take it and then you actually get personalized recommendations of here's your top three drivers of burnout and really actionable tips. So I recommend that. Yes, it gives you like your risk level, but then you actually get an email with a link with your personalized, you know, here's where to start first. So I highly recommend that people do that. Well, I know what I have to do right after this. So (laughs) (laughs) sincerely, Dr. Daria, thank you so much for your time, your energy, your willingness to continue to inspire us um, and to help us grow further and show up as the people we hope to, because that's the all that we choose. So thank you for for always making space for us in your world. Thank you, Allie. Thank you, Chris. It's a pleasure. So, so grateful for our friendship. Me too. And we'll be back together again, I'm sure. Yeah. Sometime in the future. Excellent. All right, everybody. Between now and then, grow just a little bit further, everybody. We'll see you back next time. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Grow Further podcast. If you'd like to help us grow further, please subscribe. And don't forget to let us know what you thought of today's episode.